0: Welcome to Exhumed, an underground retrospective of arts and culture in the late 20th century. I'm James Wallace. In this episode, we continue our analysis of British post-punk and look at the importance of the bands Bauhaus and Gang of Four. In the 1980s, there was a subculture for the alienated youth that was permeating the fringes of our society, goth. Goths would wear all black. Dye their hair, usually black, paint their fingernails, usually black, make liberal use of white powder foundation, and put on Victorian-style clothing, also usually black. Goths listen to goth rock, a style of music that had its roots in post-punk bands like Susie Sue and the Banshees, Joy Division, and especially Bauhaus. Bauhaus, more than any other band, will be considered the forefathers of goth rock. However, simply associating the band with this subculture oversimplifies their music. Bauhaus was a very dynamic post-punk band that experimented with a variety of styles of music. Bauhaus was formed in Northampton in 1978. Brothers bassist David Jay and drummer Kevin Haskins, along with guitarist Daniel Ash, played together under a variety of name, band names, such as The Craze, The Submerged Tenth, and The Sockets. Eventually, Ash would start playing with his friend vocalist Peter Murphy, and would write several songs together soon after david J and haskins would join them and they started playing together under the name bauhaus 1919 the name was taken from the german art and design movement of the 1920s soon 1919 was dropped from the name their first show was played on new year's eve 1978 the band went into the studio on january 26 1979 to record the song they would be most known for Bella Lugosi's Dead. The song described the funeral of the famous horror film star who was most well known for his portrayal of Dracula in the 1931 Universal film. The song is a 9-minute morbid journey that would define the goth music genre. The band took inspiration from the recording techniques of Jamaican dub reggae producers like Lee Scratch Perry, King Tubby, and Keith Hudson. But these producers pushed the bass up and made it the centerpiece of the track. However, the band instead turned the treble up, giving the track an eerie, echoey sound. Guitarist Daniel Ash uses feedbacks, scrapes with his pick, and harmonics on his guitar to create a soundscape that is morbid. While the drummer's beats vibrate and the bass holds everything together. Murphy's low-toned, Bowie-esque voice narrates the images of brides in white going past Bella Lugosi's tomb. The 12-inch single was released on the Small Wonder label on August 6, 1979. The B-side had the songs Boys and a demo version of the song Dark Entries. During that session, they recorded the tracks Harry, about Blondie singer and Deborah Harry, Bite My Hip, and Some Faces, which are ska, uh, ska and power pop sounding. But was Bella Lugosi's dead that would shape the direction of the band? The band soon developed a reputation for their live shows. The band would play on stage using only a single strobe light while images were projected in the background. Murphy, dressed in black, would perform theatrically while the band played a post punk sound of many different dark textures. The band signed to the 4AD label and released the fierce single Dark Entries. This song had a ripping and descending punk riff with pounding tribal drums. This track was as close to pure punk as the band would get to. The band used the painting Sleeping Venus by Paul DeVoe for the album cover. The next single was Terror Couple Killed Colonel. The band would end up touring the United States and release their next single, which was a cover of Telegram Sam by T-Rex. This cover was appropriate because Bajos took their sound from the glam rock acts of the early 70s. The band would end up releasing the first full-length studio album in a flat field. The album starts with the brooding and noisy Double Tear. The title track comes at the listener with tribal drumming, charging bass, while Daniel Ash creates intense waves of sonic noise. Another highlight track is Stigmata Martyr. Here, Daniel Ash plays both fierce harmonics and a doomy riff over the tight rhythm section, while Murphy evokes the spirit of both Iggy Pop and David Bowie. The LP, In a Flat Field, is a dark sonic masterpiece that not only helped define the gothic rock genre, but would also influence indie rock, alternative rock, and even metal bands in the future. The band had truly developed their own defined sound. With the band's ever-growing success, they would release their next album on 4AD's parent label, Beggar's Banquet. Their second album, Mask, was released in October of 1981. This album saw the band expanding their sound and utilized not only more studio recording techniques, but expanded the instrumentation on the album to include acoustic guitar, keyboard, and saxophone. The album starts out with a very intense noise, double guitar track, Hair of the Dog, where Murphy rants about people with various mental illnesses. But then, the album then flows into the more melodic Passion of Lovers. The band sounds almost funky on the tracks Kick in the Eye and in Fear of Fear. David J. narrates a absurd comical situation on the upbeat Lilies and Remains. On the track Hollow Hills is a dark, slow-moving soundscape of a song, and the band plays around with tape loops on the final track, Mask. While the band still had a dark feel to their music, the album showed that the band could play around with a variety of musical and emotional textures. To the band, this was not a surprise. Even though the band had cultivated a dark gothic image, at the end of each recording session, they enjoyed listening to dub reggae records or even later period albums by the Beatles. To promote the album, the band made a video for the title track that was heavily influenced by German Expressionism. They recorded the single Spirit, a much more melodic tune where both Ash and Jay played acoustic guitars. The video for the song had the band dressed up like a jazz band of the 1930s. Murphy particularly plays up the theatrics here. At a show at Salford University, the band was joined on stage by former Velvet Underground singer Nico and performed a version of Waiting for the Man. In 1982, the band would get much more exposure. Petey Murphy was in some ads for Maxwell Cassette Tapes, where he sits in a chair and the volume of the music is so loud that it is like a strong wind blowing in his face. They also recorded a single and a video for their cover of the iconic David Bowie song, Ziggy Stardust. The song got to number 15 on the British charts and earned them an appearance on the Top of the Pops. Finally, the band made an appearance in the Tony Scott vampire film The Hunger, starring Catherine Deneuve, Susan Sarandon, and David Bowie. The band plays Bella Lugosi's Dead behind a cage, mixed in with shots of Deneuve and Bowie looking for the victims in the opening credits. Most of the camera framing was focused on Murphy, which fueled fueled feelings of resentment among the other band members. During this year, the band also released their third album, The Sky's Gone Out. The album continued in the experimental direction of the previous album. It starts out with a very upbeat version of the Brian Eno song, Third Uncle. Daniel Ash plays a lot of acoustic guitars on this album, and his playing is highlighted well on the epic, haunting track, Silent Hedges, as well as the ballad, all we ever wanted the band play a typical complex dirge on in the night the somber soundtrack like three shadows is a 9 minutes in length and is divided into three parts the band used experimental soundscapes on swing the heartache and the album closes with exquisite corpse That song starts out with some light yet noisy guitar playing before evolving into a piano-driven cabaret song, then going into acoustic, then electric guitars before switching into a dub reggae song at the 3 minute 29 second mark. The track highlights the range of music the band could play. The first 30,000 copies of the album also came with a free live album, Press the Eject and Give Me the Tape. Bauhaus had booked a bunch of studio time in early 1983, but Murphy got a severe case of viral pneumonia. While Murphy recovered, Ash and Jay took the reins and went ahead with the songwriting. David Jay did the lead vocals on Who Killed Mr. Moonlight, while Ash sang on Slice of Life. When Murphy returned, he ended up only providing vocals on four tracks on the album, which was called Burning From the Inside, including the hit track She's In Parties. The album had a wide range of sounds and foreshadowed the sound that Ash and Jay were pursuing their band, Love and Rockets. One of the highlight tracks is the Eastern European folk-inspired King Volcano. But the writing was on the wall in terms of the band's future direction. On July 5th, 1983, the band played their last show at London's Hammersmith Palace. Ash would play in tones on tail before joining Jay and Haskins in the very successful Love and Rockets, named after the comic book of the same name by the Hernandez brothers. Murphy would play in the band Dali's Car before starting a successful solo career. He ended up converting to Sufi Islam and moved to Istanbul, Turkey. Bauhaus would reform and tour in 1998 and would even release the album Go Away White in 2008. Bauhaus would not only influence goth bands like Sisters of Mercy, but bands like Ministry, Soundgarden, Jane's Addiction, Big Black, and The Flaming Lips. They created a unique musical vision that has aged very well. One post-punk band that would have a massive influence on bands decade after their existence was Leeds' Gang of Four. Guitarist Andy Gill and vocalist John King Had been friends as teenagers and started playing together at Leeds University in 1976. They were soon joined by drummer Hugo Burnman and bassist Dave Allen. While this was the time of punk rock, when the band actually started jamming together, something very unique started to emerge. Burnham and Allen played rhythms in the style of funk acts like Parliament Funkadelic or James Brown, while Gill played staccato guitar lines mixed with ample feedback. King, on the other hand, would sing lyrics describing situations on how the lives of working people are affected by society, economics, and politics. The band were part of a musical scene that included bands like the Mekongs and Delta V. In fact, it was the Mekongs' Andy Corrigan who suggested the name Gang of Four, who were in fact a notorious faction of the Chinese Communist Party. The band became, began playing live together in 1977. In June 1978, they recorded three songs for their first seven-inch, Damaged Goods, Love Like Anthrax, and Armalite Rifle. Damaged Goods has King ranting about a man trying to distinguish between love and lust, while the bland plays a kind of cold-style funk. Armalite Rifle makes a direct political commentary, as the lyrics describe all kinds of things that an Armalite Rifle can do. Anthrax has Gill playing sheets of guitar feedback as a slow-plotting rhythm section creates a funky beat. Critics started to refer to the band as punk-funk, a label they really couldn't stand. What was interesting is the lyrics and the artwork of the band were influenced by the situationist international movement. In 1979, the band released their debut album, Entertainment. Versions of Damaged Goods and Anthrax were on the album. Other highlight tracks include the terse rhythmic ether, the groovy Not Great Men, and the charging At Home He Feels Like a Tourist. The latter song got them invited to play on BBC's Top of the Pops, but they walked off because they refused to change the lyrical reference to condoms. The song was also banned by the BBC Radio as well. Entertainment rose to 45 on the UK charts, and the band toured extensively in the UK, Europe, and North America. The band followed up uh, with the Yellow P EP in 1980, and then with their second album, Solid Gold, in 1981. The album had a more darker and contemplative feel than entertainment. Highlights include Paralyze, which narrates the reality that unemployment has on a person's pride. The hypnotic What We All Want, the satirical Cheeseburger, and the noisy, sparse guitar-driven He'd Send in the Army. The EP Another Day, Another Dollar was released in 1982, which featured two live tracks and the intense funk of To Hell with Poverty. Soon, Dave Allen left to start Shriek Back. Sarah Lee from Robert Fripp's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen joined on bass, and helped take the band in a more commercial direction for 1982's Songs of the Free. The album has a cleaner production that was more in line with the new wave bands of the time, rather than with the sparse sounds found on the first two albums. It did produce the highly successful dance floor hit and their most famous song, I Love a Man in Uniform, which actually ended up being banned by the BBC because of the UK's involvement in the Falklands War. While the band were beginning to gain a greater audience in the USA, tensions were beginning to build up in the band. Burnham left in 1983 and a drum machine replaced him for 1983's Hard. This album was very commercial sounding and was hated by a lot of the fans of the first two albums. The band broke up in 1984. Gill and King would get back together in 1987 and would release *Mall* in 1991, Shrink Wrapped in 1995, and several albums in the millennium. Unfortunately, Andy Gill passed away on February 20th, 2020. Gang of Four had a massive impact on music in the years after the release of Entertainment and Solid Gold. The funk-punk metal of the Red Hot Chili Peppers took inspiration from the band. Gill actually produced their debut album. Tom Morello's use of feedback in *Rage Against the Machine was directly influenced by Andy Gill's guitar playing. Kurt Cobain stated that when Nirvana started, they were just a scratch-acid and Gang of Four ripoff. Entertainment ranked on 13 on Cobain's favorite 50 albums of all time. The angular rhythms of Gang of Four influenced indie rock of the 90s like The Jesus Lizard and bands from the millennium like Franz Ferdinand. One band that takes cues from Gang of Four's tense rhythms and feedback harmonic-drenched guitars was Washington, D.C.'s Fugazi. The stop-start timing signatures of Fugazi, and even their vocal style, are directly influenced by Gang of Four. Gang of Four is one of the more influential bands in rock history that more people should know about and be aware of their impact on the evolution of rock music. Thank you for listening to Exhumed. Please tune in to the next episode where we will further explore more British post-punk bands.